Friends, we are in a series called Wild, and I know it's been a little weird because we had Missions Week in there, we had the Thanksgiving week off in there, but believe it or not, we're still in our series Wild. This is only the fourth message of the series, even though it's been six weeks, and uh we're going we're gonna to keep going. We're going to dig into God's word. I'm going to bring up Ryan. Ryan's preaching tonight. So get ready to hear the word of the Lord as Ryan preaches from the Bible. So if you've got your own Bible, you might want to get that out right now. All right. So I'm going to turn it over to Ryan. But maybe before we do, let's just pray one more time. Let's, let's center our hearts and our minds, get ready to open up the word. So, Lord Jesus, we worship you for your word. God, I thank you that it's true. There's no errors in it, that it tells us how to live. It speaks into our situations, even in 2023. Lord, right now, would you give Ryan insight and wisdom to rightly divide the word of truth, as it says in your word, and to apply it to each of our lives that we might get exactly the thing that we needed to hear tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. How are you guys, how are you guys doing tonight? All right. Now, I'm going to throw some of you guys off. I don't care. I like doing it. So here's what I'm going to do tonight. And gentlemen, I don't see uh, some of you on the carpet. You guys scoot forward a little bit here. All right. All right. So here's what I'm going to do tonight. I am actually going to step down off the stage and I'm going to preach right from the center of the room right here. So here's what I need you guys to do. I need some of you guys to scoot sideways, other way. And here's what I have a big table I need to bring down there. So excuse me. Are we now officially thrown off? Some of you are going to have to turn your chair. For some of you, it's a little different because I'm a little bit closer to you. And just remember, there is a splash zone. It's the front row right here. Last time, there was like a little bit of spit that came out of my mouth. And it landed on a girl's shoulder, and she's like, oh, how dare you? I'm like, I told you. I warned you. Splash zone. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I, I mentioned that I enjoy camping. I do. I feel sad for Danny because he doesn't like it. He's a glamper. He's, I've done glamping. I've done tent camping. I've even like slept out under the stars. That's really fun. I want to tell you a story of one time things didn't go as planned. Me and my friend Jeremy, we were 
out. We were out and about, and we had, instead of going from our event and driving four hours home, we decided, hey, let's get a campsite, let's camp, and then the next morning we can drive home. So we went to our event, we went to a concert, got to our campsite in the dark. Red flag number one. We got to the campsite, it was all dark, and so we started taking out the tent, and I look at it, and I go, holy cow, this is a big tent. My friend Jeremy brought it, and I'm like, all right, let's start putting this thing together, and so we start taking stuff out of this bag, and first thing we pull out is like the big like tent thing itself. The next thing we pull out was a bunch of poles, and the next thing we, the next thing we pull out is like, we're like, what in the world is this? And it's another piece of tarp. So we're like, okay, we'll just put this here for right now. And lo and behold, I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm going, Jeremy, where's the instructions? And Jeremy is sitting here, and he goes, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, do you know how to put this together? And he goes, I don't know. Every time he went camping, his mom and dad always set up the tent. So here we are, pitch dark, and we have a couple of small flashlights, and we're sitting here trying to put together this tent. Unbeknownst to us, there were actually two tents in there with extra stuff in there. So we had to, like, pull out things for, like, okay, this doesn't go to this tent, but, okay, we need to put this together. And it took us a solid hour and a half in the, in the dark, just putting things together. That was a nightmare of a night. But that isn't like every time camping. That is just a horrible story with camping. Now, what I kind of want to draw from that is just like I needed instructions to put together a tent, we all need instructions for this life that God has given us. So today, what we're going to be going through is another example of the Bible, another character of the Bible who exhibited good morals, good thoughts, good moments of his life. And here's what. It is the famous burning bush moment with Noah. No, not Noah. Moses. Excuse me. Like, that's not right. So Moses, so here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to open up your Bibles to Exodus 3. And for the big idea, the big point that I want you guys to walk away with, so when you guys are in the wild, receive instructions like Moses. So here we go. While you guys are turning to Exodus chapter 3, it will be up on the screen here in a second. I want to give you guys a little bit of background with Moses and with Israel. If you guys remember, at the end of Genesis, at the end of Genesis, all of Israel moved to Egypt. And to specifically a part called Goshen. And what happened for about 
two, three hundred years, they started growing as a nation. Just ton of people happened. And their neighbors, Egypt, didn't like how big they were growing. So what they did is they enslaved Israel under Egypt. And for about 400 years, they were under captivity, under enslavement. They were in Egypt. And they were crying out to God. And they're like, God, we need to be rescued from Egypt. So God sends Moses. And you guys, you guys know the story. Uh, Moses was born. At that time, Pharaoh was like, you know what? There's too many Israelites. We need to kill off some of them. So they're like, you know what? Here, we're, we're going to kill off all the, all the boys from like zero to age two years old. You guys know the story. What Moses' mom did is put him in a basket, put him in the river. And then later on, Pharaoh's daughter found Moses. And he grew up in the palace with Pharaoh. Now, a little fast forward a little bit later, about 40 years. This, at this point, Moses was about 40. He saw one of the guards mistreating a slave Israelite. And Moses was like, hey, you need to stop that. And he didn't. Killed the guard. Tried to hide it. Didn't. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, my goodness, I need to run. So Moses took off into the desert, took off into the wild, found his way over to the Midianites, and he became a shepherd. So think about it. You're 40 years old, highlight in the palace. All of a sudden, you're running for your life, and you end up as a shepherd. Kind of, It was kind of like a roller coaster. Slave, palace, shepherd. He was in the desert, in the wild, for about 40 years with the Midianites. And that's where we pick up in chapter 3. So here we go. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight. Why is the bush not burnt? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, he called out to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Then he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Now right there, we need to pause. Before God gives any instructions, we need to take a look at Moses and see kind of what his heart is all about right here in this section. My first point right here is when you are given instructions, when God gives you instructions, have reverence. Do you guys know what reverence means? I heard a no. Great, because I have a definition up here for you. 
The definition of reverence, I have it. The feeling of showing, feeling or showing deep or solemn respect. And for some, for some definitions, I almost think that's too light of a definition. Man, reverence is just having this awe, having this respect. In some places in the Bible, it even talks about how you should have uh, uh, awe, fear about you when you're approaching God. So let's take a look at Moses. What were the couple of things that he did when he approached God? Number one, he hid his face. Number two, he was, he was nervous to look at God. He was scared to look at God. And number three, he, I'm assuming he took off his sandals like God asked. So he was taking instructions. He understood, man, he's my God. Why is this important? When we have this fear or this reverence or this awe of God, it places what God says at a very, very high value. So it doesn't matter if it's instructions. doesn't matter if it's just facts. Man, I'm going to take that and I'm going to hold that with a precious, precious value to it. Now, how about this? I'm going to flip it around. Have you ever, like, talked to your friend and there was maybe something your friend said and you looked at him and you're like, nah. You're, you kind of look at him like, yeah, yeah, right. Are you really? That's, that's what you're going to say? Or it was like a piece of advice and you're like, yeah, right. Come on. You, like, Right? What, why, why, did you, why, did, why was that feeling there? There was, a, there was a part of you where, like, no, this person's wrong. Or you're like, no, 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 this person is joking. Or no, you're just joshing. Or even on a deeper level, you're like, man, I actually think this person might be lying. Now let's take a look at God. God is true. God is powerful. He is perfect. He is complete. He is faithful. He is unshakable. So when God gives you instructions, when God gives you facts, it is complete and it is true and you can take it to the bank. You can believe it. Now, here we go. Hebrews 12, 28, 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving the kingdom that cannot be shaken. This kingdom is the kingdom of God. And thus, let us... Offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. And here we go. This next verse is what ties everything together back in Exodus. For God is a consuming fire. When you sit there and you think, man, God is just this awe-inspiring, powerful, consuming fire of a God. There's a part of me that places him just that much higher. So what can we do about it? What can we do about it? And here's what I want to say. Next time we step up and we do worship, next time you sit down and you read your Bible, have this awe for God. And pray. I mean, like, all right, God, 
I'm sitting down and I'm coming to your word and I'm, I'm ready to receive instructions. I'm ready to, to learn about what you have to say. And I'm here and I'm ready. Psalms 25, 12. For those who have reverence for the Lord will learn from him the path they should follow. When you have this reverence, when you have this fear and this awe of God, things are going to pop off the page of the Bible from, for you. And you're going to know exactly which direction you should take. All right, so here we go. We understand that Moses has this heart of like awe about him. Let's step forward. In the rest of chapter 3 is when God gives you, Moses, the instructions. And so my next point here is when God gives you instruction, follow it. Super catchy, right? Super deep, super theological. Yeah, right? Just do it. <laughs> Nike, just do it. And if we read later in the chapter, God lays out what Moses wants to do. And who remembers what Moses was supposed to do in just one short, catchy phrase? Yeah. In one short sentence, that was kind of the gist of what Moses was supposed to do. He was supposed to go to Pharaoh and tell him, let Israel go. But God was more detailed than that. Ready for this? God said where you should go. God said, hey, who are, who are you going for? You're going for God. He, you're going for the I am of the I am. He said who to talk to. He was actually supposed to go talk to the leaders of Israel first and then to Pharaoh. He was, he was told when. He was told how long it's going to take. He said uh, what Israel was supposed to do, how you were supposed to go about it, he gave Moses what to say. Ready for this? He actually even told Moses how Pharaoh was going to respond. God laid out everything for Moses. And as we read further in Exodus, guess what? Every single one of those things that God said came true. Because he is true. Moses had all that he needed to confront Pharaoh. Now, as we take a look a little bit more into Moses, we find out that Moses, now remember, remember last time when I talked about David? Was David a perfect example? No. There are moments where David did stumble, did fall. Same with Moses. There are, Moses is not the perfect example. Who is the perfect example? Jesus. So here we go. Here is, here's like one point of Moses' life where I'm like, mm, I think he could have just done it a little bit different. Moses actually rebuttaled and came back to God. and He's like, God, I don't think they're going to listen to me. That was, that was one thing he said to God. And God's like, no, you're right. Pharaoh's not going to listen to you. 
He's like, what else you got for me? And then, and then Moses was like, ah, God, I don't, I don't speak actually real well. And in some, in some theological scholars, they're like, you know what? That would have referenced how Moses may have had like a stutter or a verbal something t- that he would have looked, looked silly, would have looked dumb. So he's like, God, I just don't, I don't have the words and I, I don't have the eloquency of, of how to speak. And God's like, no, I got your brother. He's going to come help you. What else you got? And finally, there was, it was at a point where God, Moses was like, oh, God, don't pick me. Find someone else. Now, in that moment, is he just following God's instructions? No. Now, after that, after that kind of rebuttal back and forth, Moses stepped up and he did follow along with what God was saying. Now, here is one verse I do want you guys to learn. It is James 1.22. Here we go. James 1.22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror and forgetting your face afterwards. You guys, as we read God's word, as we study God's word, as we learn about God's word, don't just listen to it. Study it. Learn it. Figure out what it has to say for you and how you are going to actually live it out and do what it says. Do we have a a bad example, an actual bad example in the Bible of what this looks like, of not following what God says? What was it? Oh, I heard it. Jonah? Think about it. God gave exactly what Jonah needed, and Jonah was like, no. And he turned around, ran away, literally ran away. And guess what God God did? God's like, nope, you're going to turn around. And I'm going to use a fish to turn you around. And here's what. I'm going to give you a personal example of, of me. and My whole life, I knew that God's word was important. I understood that God wanted me to worship him. And so there's one commandment that he gives is don't create idols. Don't have any idols before me. And what I did when I was 16, just a little older than you guys, I created sports into an idol. I was in karate. And I was consumed by it. So God took it away. I injured my hand. And for six months, I wasn't able to be in karate. Fortunately, I learned my lesson. A couple of years ago, God was starting to pull on my heart to do a mission trip. It was the Nepal mission trip. Do you guys know, have you guys heard about that mission trip? It is going to Nepal, hiking in the mountains, tenting. The problem was it was during COVID. 
So literally, the country is locked down. Literally, there's no flights getting into the country. Like, I was, like, stopped all the way across the board of wanting and being able to get there. But instead of being like, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I was prayerful. I'm like, all right, God, if you're going to give me this instruction of going to Nepal, I need your help to get there. So what I did is I just took the next step forward of faith and I signed up. I signed up to go. Now, here's a tough question. Let's say God is giving you an a, a instruction, God's tugging on your heart, or you're reading something in the Bible, you're like, mm, all right, there's an instruction, but it doesn't lay out all 10 steps. What do you do? You don't have the full picture. What do you do? You be prayerful. Take that first step of faith. Be prayerful. Take a step forward. God's going to give you what you need for that next step. As soon as you take that next step, he's going to be like, all right, you took it. I'll show you a little more. Taking a next step. And I want to let you guys know, the instruction God gives you, it is for your good and his glory. So let's go back to the text here. What Eventually, where did Israel go? They got out of Egypt, right? But they had to follow along with God's instructions. So there was good happening for Israel, but it also God's glory was taking place. God was showing his power, his majesty, just how strong he was. So guys, what can we do about it? I want you guys to follow along in Scripture and understand it. I want you guys to study it and ask questions about it. I want you guys, and here's, here's one question that you guys can start with. Are there any instructions or commands or rules to follow in the Bible? Now, here we go. I want you guys to practice a little bit with me here. All right, I'm going to read off a little bit. Now I want you guys to echo if there is an instruction, yes, or there's no, there's no instruction. All right, ready? So here we go. We're going to jump into Matthew 22. We're going to start in 35. Here we go. Any of this part. Here we go. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him and test Jesus. Any instructions in that part? No. All right. And here's what he said. Here we go. Teacher, and it was Jesus, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Any instruction in there? Nope. All right, here we go. And Jesus answered him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Any instruction in that part? Yes. Love God. Do you guys get it? You can read Scripture? Great. I want you guys to study Scripture. Dive into it. Ask questions of it. And earlier, I, I was 
I, I felt like I was kind of putting Moses down a little bit, saying, hey, there, he isn't the perfect example. And he's not. This is Jesus. Jesus is our perfect example. That is what God is wanting to, to mold you to be like. God wants you to be and act like Jesus. For some of you, you know the instructions that you need to take and do, and you don't do them. So tonight, I would ask you, make a turn in your life. Start following that scripture that you know of, that's been on your heart. For some of you, your first step may be to repent and believe in God. So here's what I would say. For some of you, follow Christ. For some of you, let's take a step towards Christ. Let's take that faithful one step forward that you need to take to accept and believe Christ. Because I want to let you know, the opposite side is death. You see, sin is not a, a thing to toy around. It has penalties. It has a cost. And ultimately, it will drag us to hell. I want to let you guys know that Jesus paid that death price for us. We don't have to experience that death afterwards in the afterlife. We get to go live with Jesus But you need to repent from those sins, from that evil, from that harmful way of your, that you were living. And believe that Jesus is the one that is king and true and God. So if you, any of you guys want to talk, I'm here, Grace is here, Danny's here. We've got a whole number of small group leaders in here. And you're like, man, I want to step forward into this faith. I want to step forward in believing this. Go talk to one of us with lanyards. We'd love to talk to you guys. But let's land the plane. Let's pray us out. Lord, we, we thank you. We love you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the instructions that you, you gave Moses. He is, he's a, a wonderful example, Lord, of, of man, just a man that stepped up. Lord, we, we pray that we would do that as well, Lord, that we would take the instructions that you are giving us, that we would step up in, in reverence, Lord, and that we would follow it and do it. Lord, we praise you. We love you, Lord. Amen.